Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey guys, we're tuning into the Tony's Recap Show, and we have so much to talk about. We're so excited. You want to stay tuned and be in the room where it happens. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey guys, you are joining us for the Tony recap, and of course we had to open up with a Hamilton song. After their 11 wins. Big. 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 Yeah. They got close. They got close from time. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. We're so excited. We've been waiting to be able to talk about it for the last two hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves, because I'm not the only one here. Why don't you start with you? Uh, one, two, three, Jackie B on all platforms. I'm Angela Struck, and you can find me on Twitter at the Angela Struck, and on Instagram and Snapchat at Angela Struck. And I'm Drexel Hurd. You can find me at Drexel Hurd. Very easy. And this is Brianna. And, and, and I am <laughs> I'm Brianna, and you can find me at bfips14, Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everywhere. So, let's just dive into it. Let us talk about James Corden. What do we think of him? I thought he did an amazing job. I thought he was really funny, kept the show moving along. Um, I was impressed that he did a good job. Yeah, I thought James Corden was really amazing. I mean, we've had some really amazing Tony Awards hosts from Whoopi Goldberg, Hugh Jackman, Neil Patrick Harris, and I thought James Corden um, did a really, really amazing job. I, I loved his opening number. I, I mean, I was like, it's so emotional for people who have done theater and know that feeling of like being that kid who sees who sees theater and then gets to be a part right. of it and i felt like that was a that <clears> or was if your major just acted it out in front of major parents watch <laughs> did plays in the living room exactly <laughs> i did that to my parents <laughs> we yeah. all did yeah. yeah i agree i think he did a really good job i think he did a good job of not doing too much he did just enough yeah right. and i liked his uh I liked his nod to what happened tonight in Orlando. I, I, I yeah, I, I thought that was it. They made they made a respectful reference. Um, you had everybody have the their the little silver ribbons yeah. on their lapels. Um, it was a great acknowledgement to it, without being overbearing about it. Exactly. Right. I thought the same thing. I thought it was really well done. And then he kind of moved on to focus on the night and all the nominees and people that deserved awards and attention so and I, thought I, thought it, a good job. I thought it was really great because you know the only person that actually m- kind of mentioned it, it throughout the entire night was frank langella frank like that was really the only time no lin-manuel and lin-manuel yeah, did yeah, too as well yeah. but i mean like frank what Manjola. was great was it wasn't like a big focus like every performance come up there and try to say right. something it was just like great we understand what's happening and and the two people who you know who were probably some of the greater orators in the in the mm-hmm. room lin-manuel and frank langella you know were the ones who uh, say so said something. Yeah, and Franklin Jill's speech in overall just I was like about to cry. Yeah. And then for those of you that 
noticed. Um, they took all the, the guns out of the Hamilton. Yeah, they, right, they, right. they said before, we're not going to do this. We're not going to put muskets in this because we want to be respectful for what happened. Sensitive, yeah. 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 Which was some, I would think was a good idea for it. You didn't need it in the number either. No. That's no. the that's the beauty of theater to me though because there's there's so much the audience doesn't the audience can do things with the power of suggestion right, right. Mm-hmm. and right. if you didn't if you haven't seen Hamilton yet or you're planning on like you wouldn't know that there were muskets in that number in the first mm-hmm. place it just did not seem like I I've seen it and I forgot that you know I was like oh where would they go like watching it again I was like where would they go now yeah I can't like, even you could begin to yeah. imagine that with extra props yeah. Um, so yeah, so James Gordon did a great job. Overall, I think the Tony Awards, they did a really good job with it. They, the show moved along at a good pace. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're dealing with a three hour show. We're going to be tired. Yeah. We're going to be like, when is this going to end? Even if yeah. we're loving it. Yeah. And unlike previous years where it's run very long because they've tried to put so much little shtick in. I think that they did just enough, except for maybe the Broadway karaoke. I think, yeah, yeah, that was the thing is because they released it online, you were feeling like, are they doing something different with it? And they really didn't. So yeah. Yeah, just, that was a bit superfluous, I yeah. think. Um, but I'm with you. I love that opening number, that that could be me. Mm. I thought that was like a big highlight. And just to hit all those shows that we oh, all yeah. love. It was like 30 plus shows. I was like, you know, you were on your edge of your seat. Like, what's the next one? <laughs> Trying to guess it right away. It was so good. Um, and I loved his opening kind of monologue about like the Oscars with d- diversity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Trump overall, wants to build a wall around the theater. We, know, yeah. we knew <laughs> diversity would be showing its head because Broadway has always been much more ahead of the game with diversity and with trying to do stuff acceptance-wise rather than And we have shows like Hamilton and The Color Purple and, you know, so it's it's nice to see a celebration of diversity. Which we'll talk about a little bit later, obviously, as we get to the winners, but, you know, this is the first time in his Tony history that all four musical musical actor roles were all people of color, so uh, that was also really amazing to to see. So let's talk a little bit about the performances, now that we're getting into that a little bit. Mm. Did did anyone have a favorite performance that they saw besides Hamilton? (laughs) Okay, so I loved, and I still do, Cynthia Erivo and the entire cast of The Color Purple, Mm -hmm. because, I mean, I I saw it uh, a few months ago, it was amazing. Saw so with Jennifer Hudson. Heather Headley is, you know, Heather Headley. I mean, she's Aida. She's Nala. She's everything, and uh, and she was the witch in Into the Woods at the Muni last year, which is crazy. Um, but that performance was amazing. Uh, incredible. I, I think got that chills again good. seeing yeah. it again. Just all of the voices, every voice that started singing, I was so like, it, they all equal like they're all equally as good. Yeah. Yeah. They did a different number on Colbert and that was, then I, after seeing that number, I was like, oh, this is so good. And then I started just like Googling all the other numbers. It, it's, it's a really well, it's a really well cast cast. Right. Yes. That was a force. That performance was, um, uh, to me, I think that took the, the night mm-hmm. as the best. Yeah. That took the night. The biggest surprise for me of the night though was Waitress. Yeah. Because yes. I hadn't heard the music and I was purposely not listening to Sarah Bareilles' <clears throat> CD that she put out or on Spotify they have her singing every song and I was like I don't want that to influence what the tracks are supposed to sound like to me yeah. so I didn't listen to it and then the first song came on that they did and I was like okay this is what I expected it to yeah. be and then that second song I was like whoa yeah 
It's it's funny though because we talked about this at dinner where uh, the actress is kind of doing Sarah she's Bell. doing Sarah Barry Ellis as the waitress yeah yep. which um, and, and not um, and not Carrie uh, uh, Russell, Carrie Russell. Russell. I you know I liked it because if I was going to see that musical I would actually want to see Sarah Barry Ellis in the role I'm a huge fan of hers so um, knowing that she grew up being so passionate about musical theater I guess I I do think that people would go to the show expecting a Sarah Barry Ellis-esque performance. Well, I think Jessie Mueller is the perfect cast casting choice for that because she just came off Beautiful, right. which is a singer-songwriter Absolutely. role, so her voice feels just perfect for it. I mean, she's just like Sarah Barry Ellis in who she is right. as a performer, so I thought... I think it's going to be a great show. I haven't seen it yet, but I definitely And I, had tw- I tweeted out, I said, if you could do a joint award... For Best Actress, Cynthia Erivo, Cynthia Erivo and Jessie Mueller, mm-hmm. but just from those performances that we saw tonight, yeah. both deserve the Tony. Um, and we talked about, or we talked a little bit, like, like we said at dinner, we were talking about how, you know, should performers who are who are performing, who are not creating a character, um, you know, I think Celia's a little bit different because it's coming from a book and you're not really mm-hmm. mimicking Whoopi Goldberg's performance, but you're actually taking the book um, and, and creating this character. But where Carrie Russell plays this character, uh, Jesse Mueller also played Carol King, so mm-hmm. she's kind of mimicking Carol King's uh, movements, and in this case, she's been mimicking Sarah Bareilles' characters. I think for me, when it's when it's like a biographical piece, it doesn't bother me. But then, um, not that not that I didn't love the School of Rock performance; I thought it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. But it's it's obvious he's playing Jack Black. I agree. I I wasn't crazy about that just because Jack Black is so unique in his comedy, and really nobody can really emulate it exactly and I just thought I mean obviously he's amazing he was nominated he's incredible but I just didn't think that it was this like it had that humor that School of Rock did it almost felt like he was angry um, in the performance where Jack Black can do that and it has like a tongue in cheek to Mm -hmm. it that's just it's a subtle difference but but where I do feel bad for him with this is is that I don't think that there's any like when they decide to make that a musical there's no way to play that part besides be Jack Black. Yeah. Because people expect <laughs> to see Jack Black. Because if he did it differently, yeah. then it would be why didn't he do it like Jack Black? That's true. Yeah. So I felt like it's a lose lose for him. Yeah. I agree. And I mean, I he, I thought he was, he, it was fun to watch. The kids were actually playing the instruments, which is crazy and the amazing. Kids were, yeah. fabulous. They were phenomenal. Some of the best kids I've ever seen on stage. It's really phenomenal. interesting to me because, like, the, as the years are going, like these past few years, we've been getting so many musicals that have a large kid cast um christmas story matilda and these kids are outperforming the adults on the stage like let's talk about that like billy elliott yeah Mm -hmm. and then those have always been the bigger numbers and we've always been really impressed with those kids well because when you see an adult do it you figure they've had years to perfect this they've taken singing lessons dancing lessons all this like this kid is like eight years old and doing what an adult can do yeah did you guys see the um there were some of the school of rock kids um, who did, they did Broadway Backwards a few weeks ago, and three of the guys, the boys from School of Rock, were the Skylar sisters. Oh my God. You have to watch it. It's on YouTube. On Broadway Backwards, they do uh, the Skylar sisters number. Um, uh, for, uh, Broadway Backwards, I thought it was really cute. I, well, I, speaking of speaking of doing other people's numbers, I, I liked the kind of like ham for ham nod they did, where where you have the different cast singing that was great. different songs. I thought that was, that was really, fun. That was yeah. really I fun. I thought that was so smart of them and amazing of them at the same time because like there's so many people that can't attend the Tony Awards mm. that are that are sitting out there or just they, Broadway in general they've done the mm-hmm. yeah 
they've done the in the past the big screen like let's live broadcast but it's not the same because you're still watching on a television screen like yeah, yeah you're right outside where they are but now I get to come see even for five seconds like some of my favorite performers mm. perform a little ditty. And it was short and sweet, too. Yes. If it had been any longer, I think it would have been like, all right, we don't need to see, you know, another no, it was just a chorus it line was just or something. A yeah, but if you notice, yeah. like, there weren't that many people outside of the Beacon Theater. Like, it was a very contained, like, probably 50 people around this stage, and they just kind of zoomed in. Well, there might have been more people, out, but that's what I was thinking. Maybe the, the camera they, was there. Yeah, the camera yeah. was just closer. Because once they zoomed out, you're like, where are all the people going on the carpet? Where are all the people behind them? And... So that was a little weird. Unless other people could watch them from across the street, which... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they had something. They probably yeah. had screens also up, yeah. but... I feel like it was more of a, a nod to the idea or or even trying to support that idea in the future. Yeah. More so than actually, like, in practice. I will absolutely yeah. support a $10 uh rush ticket for any Broadway show uh, outside the theater good, good luck with that <laughs> <No>. <laughs> never uh, get tickets so we've had we've talked about the certain performances there's um there's also Fiddler on the Roof that we had which you I know was what? talking which about my friend Adam Cantor was yeah. in which is amazing I mean we performed at Northwestern and Musical Theater nice. together so it's awesome to see when we were talking a little bit it. about how we thought the song choice and I don't know you weren't there with us so what what would you think about the song choice that they chose yeah, to do? Yeah, I thought do? it was interesting because there wasn't a lot of singing. That you was, know, it that was, was just kind was of, weird. you know, the dancing. I will say, like, the spirit of Fiddler was definitely conveyed. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, I get chills. I love that show. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think there could have been. I have no issue when they do a dancing performance um, during the Tony Awards if the show is a dancing show. If like Forty Second Street. I don't want to hear you singing. Right, <laughs> right. Chorus right. line. Please right. do it. Right. Right. Yeah, that's but, true. But when you have such great songs and filler on the roof yeah. that they have, I just why not showcase the singing? I agree. They could have done a little medley or something. You know, where you get to see some of those favorites. Which a lot of the which a lot of the numbers did. So a lot yeah. of the numbers did medleys of mm-hmm. the show. But I one of the things that was really cool about Fiddler was that the first. Uh, there's only been a few times that an entire company, swings included have been on the Tony stage at just at one time and I think that's probably that had a lot that had a lot to do with why they chose that particular number because they could fit so many people on the stage without making it it's exactly too much of a problem. I think you're exactly right. In fact, Adam wrote on his Facebook I saw today. He said it's like one of the first times every member of the cast including all the swings have performed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think that was definitely what they were taking into account. Makes sense. Yeah. I also, I think, I, I think we need to give the proper respect to Spring Awakening as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. That one, I... Was, That's a hard number to put together. I was together. so yeah. interested to see how, because I knew it was a deaf um, performance, and I knew that they had people singing, but I didn't know how they did it, mm-hmm. and I was, like, so intrigued. I was like, I'm so excited to see this one, to see how they are putting it together, and I didn't realize that they were going to, you know, have some people that were deaf, and some people that just signed, Right, that could sing as well. So it was like kind of a combination, which was so. And you cool. had to, you had to, you had to put the sign language into the choreography mm-hmm. of the pieces, which is also, which I thought That's was tough. also worked really well. And it's yeah. Tough. I remember when uh, Deaf West. Deaf West uh, was on Gold Star when that particular performance was on Gold Star. I remember here in Los that. Angeles, I remember and I was that. like, oh, I've already seen Spring Awakening. I don't need to see I've it again. So now times. I, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm kicking myself. Kicking I did the myself. same thing. Yeah. I am kicking my, myself. My friend, you know, he sent me a text one day and he was like, Oh, do you want to go see Deaf West uh, Spring Awakening? I was like, No, nah, I've already seen it. Like, what was I thinking? Now I'm yeah. like, Oh, I should have seen I it. I know. I did the same thing because I I seen it three times. Um, I, I do the, love it, but I was the same way. And then I'm like. Oh. 
They almost didn't get a chance to perform at the Tonys. I think they had to raise, they were raising money so they could all perform at the Tonys. I wow. remember uh, uh, Andy Menudis was tweeting about it, Mike Larden was tweeting about it, and a couple of the other uh, members of the cast were tweeting about it, and uh, obviously they raised enough money to... The one thing the I Tonys. saw that I was, um, I don't know how I feel about it, because I could go either way, but the, the singers that weren't performing, performing, just singing, were wearing modern day clothes. Yeah, the guitarist who was who was at the beginning, who sang mm-hmm. the who get, was playing the mama who bore me at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I think that Christy Christy Rodriguez was on the side sidelines. I'm I'm sure she plays a big role in the in the show. Andy Menudis, mm-hmm. uh, he was actually in costume. He, he was, well, he was signing. Yeah, he was signing. He was in costume, but um, yeah, there were like a speckle of people. I just feel like maybe it would be a little bit less distracting for me. I'm not gonna, my eyes not going to go to them as much if they just kind of right. blend in more. Because mm. I kind of want just to watch the deaf person. I don't want to be watching the person that's singing. Cause I think I, what's interesting to me, though, even listening to what you're saying, is stylistically, when you know when you're when you're at a show, a, a normal Broadway musical, and you have those days where you have the person signing on the side, they're the person who's wearing the like normal clothing. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that this is flipped. It's it's mm-hmm. the reverse concept where where you have now this this singer who's just supporting the deaf actor mm-hmm. wearing the normal wearing the normal clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we also had Shuffle Along perform, which yeah. I didn't amazing. find. I mean, Audrey Dawn's always amazing, yeah, and the dancing was amazing, but it didn't stick in my head like some of the other I performances agree. did. I agree. Well, the dancing was sensational. The dancing was sensational. I mean, that one guy with the kicks and the mm-hmm. handkerchief on his shoe. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, uh, it was incredible. But I agree. For some reason, it just didn't hit home for me. Um, like some of the others did. I think the part of the, part of the you know shuffle along was a, a book from like they did it three times in like the early like 1920s, 1930s, 1960s, all different revival but different books. So they redid the book and then it became this whole brand new show. Um, and it's all about Savion Glover's choreography. And if you don't really know the story, yeah, you're not gonna. I don't like. I don't really know the story all that much, but I know enough that this is all about the choreography. So I think sometimes when we're watching, when we're watching uh, Tony performances, you know, they always try to pick the numbers that get you to understand the show. And mm-hmm. I don't think they picked a well enough number to where a majority of people who don't know the music or don't know the book will understand the show. And I think that was especially when you have someone like Otter McDonald in your cast who is known for just having these amazing notes that she can hit. Right. Like, you're, well, you're expecting them to Billy showcase Porter? it. Like, Billy. where did Billy Porter go in that number? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Lost in the shuffle, Billy Porter yeah. got lost. Brian Stokes Mitchell got lost. Yeah. Audrey McDonald's up there. I mean, she's pregnant, so I was like, she's up there tap dancing and pregnant and doing everything that she's doing up there. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that were lost and there were, but but I think that was that is a testament to the fact that there are so many great performers in one show and you can't really showcase mm-hmm. them all. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and then also we had uh, She Loves Me. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah. It was like literally like watching She's Got Mail. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's, that's basically what, from what I, I mean, from what you can gather, that's what the story is. That's why they had Meg Ryan. Right. Right. Did you guys though love seeing Vanilla Ice Cream? I mean, doesn't it just make you cringe thinking of the 16 bars that I've heard? You, right. Every girl uses Vanilla Ice Cream for their 32 or 16 bars, the end. <laughs> and so it was nice to actually see it done beautifully. I well, mean, she really slayed that. Well, yeah. Because she really can't do anything wrong. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Look at her when she was in Gypsy, and yeah. she's supposed to be playing a role in Gypsy that is a background role, kind of, and she stole the and, show. And, and either not got nominated for a Tony and won the then Tony. won the Tony. 
And I love Jane Krakowski. I I know, I do too. I love Jane Krakowski. I was surprised that her split. Yeah, Yeah, that split came out of nowhere. I was like, wow. I was like, okay, she can dance. She's been drinking her Trot 50. Nice. Yeah, she's great. I thought she was great. I love that pink dress too. Yeah. I loved that. And... I don't know. It was cute. It was cute. Yeah, it was, just yeah, cute. It was, it was cute. cute. It was cute. It was cute. I, w- I wasn't surprised in the least that it maybe didn't win as much because I was yeah. just like, it looks like a fun show, mm-hmm. but is it amazing? Here, here's, no. what I, here's what yeah. I wrote down, though. Um, Gavin Creel can still do exactly what he did when he did Thoroughly Modern Millie. Like, yeah. everything that I remember Gavin Creel, like, in Thoroughly Modern Millie, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's Gavin Creel. And he was just, flaw- like, his voice was just as good, if not better. Um, as it always has been, so it's very good. Yeah. Some, some people can just surprise you with that. It's like 30 years later, and they have the same voice they had when they were 20. Mm. You know that, that number? That, that's that's something some can't. Yeah. Some, well, some hashtag Gloria Estefan. Oh, no. that was sad. She, I, she was so amazing. Too. She shouldn't have done that. I think she should have left she, it to the cast. She should have done more like Sarah Burles did. <laughs> she, yeah, she the she's fabulous. We love her, but we love her doing it in the past, and I just felt like to see her up there, she, I felt like she was struggling with her dance moves. I felt like she was struggling vocally. I just it wasn't I, that entire number. Me. I mean, I mean, I know all these songs. I grew up with these songs, yeah. but I, the entire number was lost to me until the two little kids. I was like, okay, that's all I'm gonna remember from. Yeah, this I remember yeah. Brianna saying, "I love the two little kids," and I went, "They're what? dancing." Yeah, they were great. No, I I loved it. Like that's the one thing we took out of that entire yeah. performance was. Were the two it's a hard kids. thing though because they are the. They're her songs, you know. Right. So it's like you you get to a certain age and you may or may not be able to hit the notes or or yeah. perform your songs in the way that you used to. I know. So it's it's hard for her because they're her songs. So it's like babies. It's like it's hard to like pass your song on to someone younger right. and let them I sing agree. it. I agree. It must be gut wrenching, but I think. Um, I think the actress that they have playing Gloria Estefan or whatever, she was fabulous and she should have And I think with it. that it's also hard because if she's singing and we're doing a compilation, I'm not getting an idea of what this right. musical is besides mm-hmm. just Sarah Bro- Alexa, no, not Sarah Gloria Estefan. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what the musical is. But that's funny Gloria you Stephane. said Sarah Bellis because. Like, they were night and day performances between Gloria Stefan and Sarah Bareilles. Like, Sarah Bareilles did not... Let, Sarah Bareilles let Jesse Mueller control like that added, performance. Which right? I was surprised was at first, because yeah. I thought when when they first brought her out with the piano, I was like, oh, is this just going to be her concert? Right. Mm-hmm. She's just going to sing a song? Yeah. And we're not going to have any taste of the play? And then they stopped, and she took mm-hmm. over, and I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where Gloria Stefan, I think, didn't do that. It felt like a concert. Yeah. It didn't yeah. feel like a Broadway number. Yeah. It felt like a concert. I was talking to my boyfriend, though, who, um, it's like, he's he's followed her career for a long time, and he, he was just like, that's it's typical of her. He's like, she she always wants to be the, like, diva showboater yeah. person. Yeah. So he's like, she, ha- she has this hard time giving it up, no matter what she's doing, even right. if yeah. she's in a cast of different people. Yeah. I think she should have done the introduction. Everybody yes. could have seen her, loved her, and then she should could have loved have... the number do it segue it off and it's always hard it's always a toss-up when you do a musical when you make a show based on music that everyone already knows yeah because you you have to create a story that goes with the music and yeah Yeah, i mean i feel like people that are going to go see on your feet are going same as like mama mia people are just going to hear those songs and dance in the audience on your feet's already closed yeah i believe it's already closed closed. it's like let me tell you if you ever live in new york you know that when you 
when you have a show in the Marquee Theater, it lasts like two seconds. Yeah. It is like a death trap for any Broadway musical going in there. It does not last very long. I mean, Wonderland lasted like a second. Like, I blinked and it was gone. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Um, and I think... The only other kind of performance we already kind of talked about Hamilton's in the beginning when we were talking about what it's they... amazing. I mean, clearly bright it's star. Hamilton. It's like I what else are you going to say? Too oh was yeah, great. Star. I time. thought I thought that was really good. I have wanted to see that since I saw the little trailer they put up, which is now I'm like kicking myself that I almost forgot it. Yeah, but if you knew my story, they say. It looks like such a fun musical. So and when I heard Steve Martin was making a musical, I'm like, oh, it's going to be like a comedy thing. It's going to be like slapstick. And it's not. Right. How about what he introduced it, oh, though? Well, he's, you he's can cute. either work really hard or already be famous. That was really, I thought Martin. it was hilarious. Yeah. I love that. But yeah. you, know, you know, Bright Star was based off of uh, Steve Martin's mm-hmm. album. Yeah. So they kind of like, like it just, if you've heard that album, if you've heard what's it called, it's called... Uh, Love has come for you with Edie Brickle. Like it's a pop folk album, so like that's their kind of style. So, right, and so it just made a little bit more sense that Bright Star kind of had that feel. But it did remind me a little bit. And we talked about it earlier. It reminded me a little bit of Once, um, and just that feel. Mm. Like yeah, this is just a very nice performance. And, and I mean, uh, it. We're we're also <clears throat> just basing it off of this one performance we've seen sure. and the trailer i mean we, we may, you may go and it might be the best thing you've ever seen right i i thought the singing was incredible and i thought the music sounded really i mean if you like that kind of style which i do mm-hmm. i i loved that i thought it was really well done and i love the costumes too yeah <laughs> i love anything with like 40s 50s like i love that style. yeah yeah it's period pieces i love yeah. it but yeah so hamilton's amazing i don't know what else we can really say about hamilton's be- because I mean, you know, so it's amazing. Much, there's it's so amazing. much to say about Hamilton, yet you don't want to oversaturate like an entire. You could we could talk about Hamilton all day. Yeah, it's and it's I, like when James Corden was like, "So, Dad, like, anything you want to see now that you're right. here? Well, Hamilton's winning a lot." <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. He was like, "The show won't be entirely Hamilton. There will be commercials. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll begin it with Hamilton opening the the entire show, and then we'll end it with Hamilton closing the show." But yeah, we're we're not saying it's an amazing musical, but. But, Just watch. Right. 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 Um, the other performance, we had that little taste of Chicago, which yeah. I did not Baby realize it now is the longest running American musical. The, it's yeah. funny because it's actually the revival of Chicago that's the longest right. running American yeah. musical. Wasn't that, was that previously Fame of the Opera? Mm-hmm. Yes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it is now, which I've seen Chicago and I prefer the movie. I do too. If you've ever seen yeah. Chicago on, on Broadway, right. like it's, very it's in this very small bones. black box yeah. theater, it's very yeah. bare bones. Yeah. yeah, it's very rough. It's not that it's I, bad. I mean, I love Fosse though. So yeah. if you're going to get a sense of the 30s, yeah. uh, 20s, and 30s, and like just have that feel and to go for the dancing, it's great. Just not for necessarily the storyline gets. Or you're going for the star, or you're going for the name <laughs> on the marquee. You yeah. Know, at the beginning, you were behind BB Newworth. You saw Showing all the all different the stars, stars yeah. that have come on there. I think that that's kind of been the secret to Chicago. Yes. Is you know Mama Morton and all that. You can there are star vehicle roles that people they don't really have to be that great of a singer because it's right. a dancing show. Mm-hmm. It's a Fosse dancer show. So a Except lot of people. For Roxy or, yeah, or, yeah, or but I, I mean, there are only a few people that actually really sing. So I think it's easy to put celebrities in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lisa Rinna. 
I love nice. <laughs> I love Jeff Daniels, so I, I, I selfishly was like, I'm just putting just him putting That's my because. problem, is I put sometimes the ones that I wanted to, yeah. even though I was kind of like, it's not well, going to win. But like, I would have had 12. Sorry, I'm not to interrupt you. I would have had 12. It's my fault. It's his fault, because... I was going to pick the color purple for that's Revival, and he made me change it to Spring Awakening by convincing me. I thought that Spring Awakening was... I loved color purple. I just thought Spring Awakening was a directionally a better show. Mm. Even though I didn't see it. But from what I've seen so far, I'm like, the color purple is what it is, but Spring Awakening... Michael Arden's direction it, had something a complete, new. something completely new. Like, how do you do that? But That's I feel the, the, the reason why I picked Color Purple over Spring Awakening is because I was feeling people were doing the same thing that I did with with the Gold Star tickets, you know, where you're like, <laughs> I've seen this. And then you're like, no, that was stupid of me. But it's like, like I Tony feel... winner, Tony voters are all in New York. It's not like they haven't seen these shows. They can't, it's like they haven't, you know, seen the difference between the mm-hmm. two shows. And I think what really saved the Color Purple was Cynthia Erivo. And um, and the direction by uh, who directed uh, John Doyle? Like it was it was and like Oprah. a bare bones and Oprah's and Oprah's name. I um, don't. Sometimes I wonder though because when people are voting for shows and this happens in the Oscars a lot, it's like screeners are easier to see than shows, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you get all these screeners and like. Sometimes people are just like you know voting for what's more more popular. They've mm-hmm. seen more, or, they're, or what they, they think is probably going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now to go back to Angela, since I did cut her off, <clears throat> with you picking your favorites rather than what you probably thought would win. What was your what was your total you got? Oh, I I didn't even count it up because I didn't even uh, I've like circled some of them, but then I like changed some. Yeah. I think I'm like around eight or something because um, I I voted with like. <laughs> Who I wanted, like I knew Megan Hilty wasn't gonna win, I but know, I love Megan Hilty, so I put Megan Hilty. I put Megan Hilty, even though I was like, I know it's going yeah. to Hamilton, did but you, I love Megan. Did Meghan. you put not Jonathan Groff over in the featured actor? Uh, I did not. Oh, okay. Because she was like, I really I want did. Jonathan Groff to win. Because he's and never like, won. Right. And I was like, I think it's going to be David. No, I knew it wasn't. That's why I was a hundred percent sure. Like other ones, you can kind of like convince yourself maybe. But that one, I was like, no, it's not going to go to Jonathan Groff. And I know that. Yeah. yeah. But I, I want him to win one one day. Yeah. One day, Because yeah. I think he's talented he enough. He's talented. Well, I'm sorry. Are we all so happy for Leslie Odom? I yeah. love yes. him. I'm yes. so happy because there was that little part of me that was like, maybe it's going to go to Lin-Manuel, which, not that he's not great too, but he has a Tony. Yeah, and uh, Leslie Odom, I actually interviewed him a few years ago at the o- OBs, and he's like the nicest individual ever. He looks super nice. And I just felt like he's so deserving. I mean, he's done so much great work. And yeah. also, if you think, I mean, not that not that I'm I'm saying that, like, if you divvy it up, this is better than this or whatever, but um, Lynn technically already won a Tony in this show. Right. So, right. so several. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. He's not crying. So right. yeah, he's so not, it's like it's it's almost it's almost nice to say okay, we're we're acknowledging that you have this fabulous yeah. voice. Yeah. But no. when you do see Hamilton, you will know, and if you get a chance to see uh, Leslie Odom Jr. in it, you will know why Leslie Odom got. Well, that even Tony just listening to the soundtrack, I feel like he that is Aaron Burr. And yeah, that, his voice that is so moving. Is almost I feel like the better role to play. Yeah. Yeah, it has more depth to it. Mm. And anyone who can—it's kind of like like I'm a big Harry Potter fan. Any person, He's like the out, Snape, he is the Snape. Any, <laughs> he is the Snape. I was about to say that. He any person that that can play a role that is supposed to be a bad guy, but actually you turns out them. to be you actually in terms of loving them. Um, that is a testament to the actor more than it is. Um, like Christoph Waltz character. in um, everything. 
Yeah. <laughs> you just love Christoph Waltz. Not, no, big eyes. I um, do not love Christoph Waltz. What is the one where they're <laughs> killing Nazis? Guys? I can't think of Watch it. No, he's but he's not a good guy at all in that one. He's just, <laughs> he like, at least Aaron Burr, you can see there's, there's some sort of conflict. like life situations and conflict that are making him seem more bad than he is. Yeah. Whereas in that movie, he's well, just... Well, that's true. Yeah. I just don't know, like, the person. people that, you know, when, when somebody can play, like, kind of the bad guy, and yeah. he's so, like... Well, they set you up for it in Hamilton, because in the beginning, he's like, I'm the son of the bitch that shot him. Like, you you already kind of feel a regret. Yeah. So you already know going into the show, no matter what he's doing, that at the end of it, there's going to be a regret. Right. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Could I just one side note about what do you guys think of all the celebrities, like the movie stars? Did you guys see Anna Wintour sitting there with her no. sunglasses yes. on <laughs> in the theater? I didn't. I, did I, not see that. I was like, "Are you serious but right that's now?" So special. There was someone that was <laughs> mic'd throughout the whole <laughs> show, and then every once in a while, like when Lynn won, they're like, "Yes." I and think it was, it was James Corden. Was it James Corden? I, I think, think so, it was. Yeah. I think it was. Because there were a couple yeah. times where I was like, oh, that sounds like him. Like I, they just, him. I just kept hearing the voice and I was like, who are they not turning the mic down on? That was kind of like yeah. in the Grammys when Justin Bieber's guitar was still on and he was practicing, or at least that's the rumor. Uh, like you uh, could still hear like during somebody's performance. I think it was Adele's performance. Maybe it was Billboard, one of the two, where you could hear the guitar and that's how Adele ended up getting off pitch was somebody's guitar in the back. Oh, Renee Ells Goldberry. Justin Bieber, of course. <laughs> that's my girl like we we're talking about Leslie Oldham Jr but Renee Ellis Goldberry like deserved that yeah I loved Philippa Sue I mean everybody and we talked about it between the fe- between the actress in a musical and the features act- featured actresses I feel like this is the first time where all ten actresses were amazing were deserving yeah like not that none of them are ever deserving, but like th- these were. This is just a hard choice is, because all of them were just. This is a year so where you're good. like you really have to. It comes down to like the littlest yeah. thing to choose between them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You because know, other years like people go up. They're a good singer, like we've said, mm-hmm. and it's just there's there's nothing that's wrong with what they did with the characters. Just maybe the character just wasn't mm-hmm. anything to do with that can make it. Oh my god. Yeah, it's kind of like. With Bright Star, you've got Carmen Cusack, who nobody knows. Yet her performance was so good tonight. Yeah, and I was it like, was. you probably still have no idea what I'm talking about, but because she was <laughs> because there was so much happening during that Bright Star right, performance, right. Yeah. but she was the one who was singing, um, mostly during that. During yeah, that and you know, I just all the performers in the Tony Awards, like you have to imagine the nerves going through. I mean, this is your shot to show the world outside of New York. Mm-hmm what your show is about mm-hmm. and like why you should see it when it goes on tour why you should go to new york and see it like not only are you trying to just have a good performance like mm-hmm. you're like trying to sell your show and yeah. and on tour because a lot of things like coming here to pantages or if mm-hmm. you're at the fox theater or if you're in raleigh or any of those big places that the regional theaters go uh, to you've got to sell those tickets too yeah i think theater actors too just live the work that they're doing so much more than, you know, I hate to generalize, but movie or or television actors, I I just feel like they're so entrenched in it. They're doing this show, you know, eight times a week or whatever. And it's just, I think it's just another level of connection to their work that they really take pride in. Three months of your life, really. Like, I mean, you're going to have a little bit of beforehand, but three Mm -hmm. months of your life, you're on that set doing that movie and then it's done. Right, right, and there's no there's no stunt double or dancing double or body double in right. theater. It's like there, and there's no you cut. do that, there's yeah, no yeah. Cut and redo. And I think the other thing is too, if you're shooting a movie, you can you know you may not even 
work with 90% of the cast. Right. Whereas Especially when you're voice. Exactly. Yeah, like when you're in a theater production, you're all together. You all know each other, your family, and you've spent hours teching, all of that stuff. So it's just... Yeah, I mean, anyone... You know, I used to do community theater in, in high school and stuff. And, like, at the end of a show, like, it is... Yeah. It's like graduation all over again. Like, I'm, yeah. like, crying. I'm not going to see you every day. Like, yeah. it's heart-wrenching. Like, you invested your life into this show for who knows how long. Exactly. And, yeah. and I think the other thing about the Tonys, too, is is that a lot of these people, this is their first time performing on the Tony stage. So or on they camera. are on camera or anything. Like, so they are putting in... Not, I mean, they put in 110% every night, but now it's like, hey, mom, I'm on television, and this is the one time that you might be able to see me in this yeah. show. Well, and um, you don't want to Brooke Shields Hamilton. and yeah. mess up yeah. and become the meme of the year. Right, right. Aww. Oh, Brooke Shields. You, you, that, yeah, okay, that year much. when she had to pull up the card and read it, everyone saw it. And, and kind of like, who's that guy that got knocked out with the, you know, the bar came down was a couple of years ago? Oh, uh, uh, Poison Singer, um. Um, God, I can't even remember his name. Yeah, but I can't. You guys do remember. not remember he this. Not, he got, it was, a, it was like, the Rock of Ages um, show. He was kind of showboating in the front, like, yeah, hi, I'm great. And then he came back, and, and the, the set was coming just... down. Oh, and my gosh. friend was actually a dancer um, during the Tony Wars in that time, and he was like, yeah, like he was told like during rehearsal, like, you need to, you need to be on this point at this time, because this set's coming down. Yeah. And he just gets... Yeah. <laughs> very Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels, yeah. Yeah. We thought he was the show. And the show got Not him. about you. And the show got him. Yeah. show showed him. I was surprised that there was no closing number this year. Like, it was, there was the Hamilton number. They were up there singing, but usually the host does, like, a little recap, kind of. Yeah, maybe Hamilton I'm just using the Patrick the There's a Hamilton in the open, Hamilton in the middle, Hamilton at the end. Yeah, it was definitely the Hamilton Tonys. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton Tonys. knew it was going yeah. to be, because going into it, I actually like that there was no closing thing because once you get to the end of like a three hour show, as much as as much as we love theater, as much as we love watching performances, you're like, mm-hmm. I agree. Move I, on. I think we've seen it all at <laughs> yeah. that point. And I think, you know, I, I like it when the hosts know that they're not the focus of the night. Yes. You know, yeah. and I just felt like I he was serving these shows and trying to just highlight them as best he could it wasn't the james corden performance he had his one number yeah the only time and i found this out later um i liked when neil patrick harris just did that really quick recap where he was like singing everything that had happened through the night mm. like a, like here's what you missed if you walked away with it yes that was and lin-manuel miranda was actually like i guess backstage writing that out mm. as the show was going on wow so I thought that was kind yeah. of cool. But um, I understand what you guys are saying as well. Um, I'm in the chat room right now, and there was a lot of things that were happening. Just technical things that happened throughout the show that were really a little weird. Like in the in the She Loves Me number, I saw a follow spot that just did not make it to the actor. Oh, yeah. The I was like, what? Is the follow spot going to make it to that I guy? Know. I know. He was just sitting there in the dark. He was for like mm-hmm. a for like good 30, 30 like, seconds. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, are they going to get him? Is he ever going to be on camera? Yeah. Um, theater people. Right, theater, theater for real. Um, but uh, there was another point uh, where... Christopher Fritz, or uh, it was Best Direction of a Musical, and you know it's John Doyle, Scott Ellis, Thomas Kale, George C. Wolfe, Michael Arden, and Michael Arden is in the theater somewhere, obviously, and uh, they show Christopher Fitzgerald, um, who played Bach in Wicked and a couple few other things, and they showed him instead of Michael Arden. <laughs> The one time where, you know, Michael Arden, you know, I mean, how many times is he going to, I mean, obviously his career is, is going to take off after Spring Awakening. Uh, but this is like first time, um, not his first time on the Tonys, but like first time, like 
nominated for yeah. anything and they show somebody completely different and um uh, that was uh you know I'm like, how do you miss that? I mean, they go through rehearsals for these yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. Not all white people look alike. <laughs> <laughs> and they put your names on the seat. Right. It's like, you know who's sitting where. Even if you don't visually know well, that was, the space is. What there space was like is. that one year where the sound kept messing up throughout the entire Tony's. And I just remember all of us sitting at my house just being like, well, someone's fired. Mm. Yeah. Like, that's all you think about. It's like, whoever's in yeah. charge, like, their life is going to be They're hell. getting in trouble. Yeah. Um, all right. I, is there anything else anyone wants to talk about? Um, well, Hamilton won 11. 11. 11 yeah. Tonys tonight. I thought that was close. very commendable. Yeah. Um, of course, we have, you know, a, a lot of the great technical, uh, we talk a lot about the actors, talk yeah. a lot about the scores, and, um, you know, we've got costume design. I mean, everybody that pretty much won, I mean, Hal Vinkley, Hamilton, if you watch Hamilton, the way that the, the lighting is on that stage, well-deserved. Tony Tony Award on that. Um, direction of a play. One of the, I mean, here in Los Angeles, we have Disney uh, Disneyland. Um, Aladdin just, uh, Frozen just replaced Aladdin. Aladdin. Aladdin was such a great show. We talked a little bit about Eclipse at the beginning of the show, or just, uh, just a little while ago. Liesl Tommy, who directed Eclipse, directed Frozen at the Hyperion. Uh, so she's the director at the, at the new show that's, uh, that's playing at the Hyperion. And... Um, yeah, we always forget about those like technical because they're not shown on TV. Yeah, because we're yeah. just given a quick choreography. Surprisingly, not shown on TV. Best choreography, not shown as a speech. And yeah, also, I mean, it was yeah. shown, but it wasn't like it was like it was not like presented. Also, as a... you had told me <clears throat> earlier that you said you were a little surprised that Hamilton got it. I was surprised because I thought Savion because I thought like a show that's so fo- like I love a- a- Andy Blankenbuehler. I love him in and I love him in the Heights. Loved him in Bring It On. Um, but Savion Glover, yeah. Like, how do you? Yeah. I mean, show Walk is the dance show, yeah. Yeah. and how does that show not win? Um, yeah. Especially but, when you've got so many people like that are not dancers, Billy Porter, Angela McDonald, yeah. like, and you're you're literally taking those people out of their element and throwing them in and making them tap dance. I'm sure they all learned like I just in school. Obviously, felt like Hamilton's a bit more inventive. It is, you know, than the sh- it is. It's just like you said, you know, he. The choreography's been done. The choreography's won, I believe. Many times. Many times. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I mean, know. I love Andy Williams. Obviously, Hamilton deserved all 11 Tony yeah. You know, and I, I want to throw out a nod to dancers and choreographers because they don't ever get as much acclaim or recognition as the actors and the singers do. And their job is so tough. So right. tough. And taxing. Like, by the, by, usually, like, early to mid-30s, you're done. That's mm. it. Mm. So, you know, nod to, to all of you guys. And uh, and then of course we can't we can't not talk about the best play, which was the humans. Oh, um, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I yeah, Eclipse the Father, Humans, King Charles the Third. Um, I mean, I really want to see King Charles the Third. I'm so <laughs> intrigued by this concept. Like I I love this. I mean, it's one of the. They were saying um, that Hamilton's so interesting because it's a different take on history, and this is like almost like a projection of what could happen in the future. Mm. So. I, I like that idea. Yeah. Are there are there any? I want to see Blackbird, because that just looked like an amazing, most two, intense. Talk about a talk about a uh, what did we, we talk about a um, two actors on a one set bare bones yeah with situation. a table and bright lights like they said yeah oh, I love just shows like that yell, like just confronting after fifteen years of having a sexual assault happen to you fifteen years later just confronting the person like can you imagine like right. sitting th- watching that. 
And I'm sure a lot of schools do it because it's very easy. You can do it in a little black box theater. Mm-hmm. You can just have a couple, a couple of people, a lot of scenes, a lot of scene work um, doing that. But, um, yeah, and then, of course, the Lifetime Achievement. And then Memoriam. A lot of people I totally forgot about. Yeah, I know. I, like, forgot about Lots Patty Duke. That's what happens because it's been a year. Some I know. of them have been like I they, forgot about the Patty people Duke that died too. like within a month or two after the Tonys last year. It's like, oh wait, yeah, they did die. Yeah, and then Alan they put Rickman. It to season I did not wild. forget about Alan Rickman. I mean, as I'm saying like these people showed up. Like you're like, oh man, that was. Or like, you may have recent. forgot that this person did theater. Yes. You're like, right. You may yes. know that they died, but you're like, oh yeah, they were on Broadway. Roger right. Reese, like David Bowie, David Bowie, Maureen O'Hara, Ken Howard, and then Kyle Jean Baptiste, who was in. Uh, Les Mis mm-hmm. um, last year. I mean, Which that was, was so sad. That was so sad. That was devastating to the whole community. Yeah. yeah. And then Barb's, Bob Streisand, coming out of nowhere. All right, guys. Well, there's never going to be enough time to talk about everything because we only have a short amount of time. <laughs> but, um, you know, tweet us, uh, talk to us on, our, on your own if you have any questions. Like, we'd love to probably still discuss more. I'm guessing all of you guys would like to, too. Um, and also, just so everyone's aware, me and Jackie here are starting up our own show on the Popcorn Talk Network, which is our sister network, um, called Broadway Breakdown. And we're going to be starting that on June 26th, two weeks from today, 3 p.m. We're going to be discussing new shows, movies, the- uh, plays, everything that has to do with Hamilton theater. is our first discussion. Hamilton is two our weeks. first discussion, and Drexel will be joining <laughs> us for that. I'll be in that room where it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you follow us. Uh, let's... Tell them where they can follow us. Oh, you can go. find me one two three Jackie B on all platforms. You can find me Angela Struck at um, Angela Struck on Instagram and Snapchat, and the Angela Struck on Twitter. And on all platforms, you can follow me at Drexel Heard. And I am Bfips fourteen Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. And two weeks, we'll look forward to seeing you guys. Thank you for joining us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.